Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partnered with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Making necks. Making necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Gambling Feud Podcast. Great to have you all with us. As always, my name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at Comdog. Joining me, as always, is my cousin and co-host at DJ Low forty four twenty seven. DJ, how are we doing today? DJ Low forty four twenty two. Got to fix 22. it right away. <laughs> Not twenty seven. My, my bad. My bad. Drake didn't say forty four twenty seven. It was forty four twenty two. But anyway, I'm doing great. You know. You gotta have a positive outlook on life and you gotta take every day as a day that you can do something good and mostly i'm referring to gambling but you can do good in other things uh but yeah every day you have a bad day next day just have a better one you know do your best and do what you can to make it a good day but man do we have an interesting coda capper contest going on here don't we kyle we do we do you were you were kind of like in the middle of february you're like even with our own contest you're like I, I'm done. I quit. I give up. Just just win it. But now, like, I don't say I've been on a downward spiral. I'd say I've been pretty average the past few days or the past couple of weeks. I've been getting like two or three wins a day. You've been getting like four or five. You've been on a serious heat heat streak going on. You were down, I think, minus 30 units, and now you're leading the competition. Yeah, it was a real flip of the script. So basically the St. Louis blues were playing at home. I liked them. I finally got out of my box, bet five units on them. They lost. Okay, whatever. Not a big deal. The next night they played again. I was like, there's no other. They lose two in a row, put 10 units on them. They lost. So now I'm down 15, just on the blues. They end up losing four times in a row. And I put 10 units every single time. So I'm in, I'm yeah, I'm sitting down 40 units and I'm looking at the top and you guys are at like plus two units, one unit, half a unit, minus half a unit and i'm at minus 40 and i'm just like oh no it's it's over i'm screwed how do i come back well i just kept betting 10 units 10 units every day i had three 10 unit bets i just kept going and like you said if you're cold you're gonna get hot as long as you're making good bets and i got hot and and now i just took the lead and the most of the the middle pack guys it's really i was talking to pace the other day uh who's in second place and he was saying that me and you are the ones that like bet big units and everyone else keeps it kind of small uh, so they've just all been stayed pretty consistent. Like, even if they've had a rough stretch, they've stayed pretty close, but I've been throwing 10, 10 unit bets on the reg. I don't know about you, Kyle. You've been see, through. see, I, at one point was down quite a bit. I was down minus 40 units and I'm like, okay, it's either do or die time here. So I did three 10 unit bets and all three hit. Woo! So, so I'm. <laughs> I'm still I'm still minus seven, but I think uh, I think Pumbaa's minus one. I think uh, Stone Cold is minus one. So I mean, we're all kind of in the middle of the pack there right now. So it's anybody's game, and I'm 
really really excited for it hey before we move on to the the random poll we got to give a shout out to our uh, our theme song man i want to forget every time because i don't write it down and that's my fault but shout out lucas parker on this intro song me and kyle just kind of randomly got all this thrown at us made this podcast and then we we're like oh we need like a some sort of song like we're just gonna start by saying hello like come on now so we talked to him he's a he's an artist in college he's my buddy my cousin my roommate at one point and so hit him up he did this song you can follow him on uh the twitter at luke 7 l-u-k-e 7 he has his latest album called virtues on apple music and spotify he also has a ton of stuff on soundcloud at luke 7 check him out he's got a good flow and dude's got dude's got hits for an amateur artist right now Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let's let's dive right in, DJ. Let's go to our random poll. This one is a very interesting and touchy kind of random poll, but I think it's something that definitely should be discussed. So, DJ, why don't you ask the random poll question and kind of explain the situation? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys know, but if you've been checking on Twitter or if you've been living under a rock, we're going to open your eyes for you. But basically, there was a fight in an Oklahoma bar between an Oklahoma football player and just some average Joe guy. Um, and, you know, it's still under investigation. And this is why we're kind of talking about it is because the one guy, the Oklahoma football player, is suing the other guy. Uh, and it's very debatable as who is in the wrong. Uh, and so just from our takes and stuff. But the first thing, obviously, we don't condone violence. And, we, you know, you should never, ever, you know, fight somebody if it should be avoided. Now, if some terrorist or some dude who's insane tries to attack you or your family obviously you're allowed to fight uh but this wasn't that situation and so we don't condone it uh but at the same time is the fight mutual or did someone you know push a boundary Uh, and that's kind of what we're here to debate uh so basically the uh oklahoma receiver spencer jones uh, had to have a four-hour eye surgery to repair his orbital um orbital whatever it's called some medical term Uh, after being punched in the face repeatedly by this Braden Brown. Now, I'll set the scenario if you haven't seen the video. Uh, It starts off with these two guys, one's Oklahoma football player and his buddy, who are both significantly taller and bigger than these two brothers, Braden Brown being the main guy and his brother. And it starts, you know, them telling him to get the heck out. He doesn't say heck, but, and you see that there's blood running down Braden Brown's nose. So I would assume some altercation has already occurred. And you can see Braden look at his brother. Oh, I guess this is a huge factor. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place here. But Braden Brown and his brother, they don't they don't wrestle, but they've been like wrestling with each other and they've trained MMA with each other. Now they're not MMA fighters. They're not professional. Like they're not wrestlers. They haven't done any of that collegiately or anything. They just do it with each other. Uh, it's a good workout. And it's just something in case you do get attacked by some crazy person, it's, it's a way to defend yourself. Uh, and so they had been trained in that. And so certain guys like professional MMA fighters, their hands are actually considered lethal weapons uh, because of their training. I mean, they can literally kill anybody with them, barring the, them not having a gun. So that's kind of where um, a key factor in the debate is, is are these guys considered professionally trained in MMA that they they're those hands are lethal weapons or not? So anyway, fast forward to the scene. Dude's wiping blood off his face. He looks at his buddy and like it's that confident smile like he knows that they can take them, even though the Oklahoma receiver and his buddy who are bigger, taller, thicker, think that they can easily take them. It's kind of like each side thinks they can take them. Uh, And so he looks at his buddy and just kind of gives him a nod. And then the, the one dude comes over and shoves him. And that's what 
eventually crossed the line. Like I said, there was blood running down his nose, so a punch or something could have been thrown. But then we just see this Braden Brown guy, the normal dude, wipe the blood from his nose and slap it onto the Spencer Jones dude. And then he proceeds to whoop Spencer Jones. He uh, immediately takes him down. At one point, he tries choking him out. Uh, he just And then eventually, you know, the Spencer Jones dude punched him a couple times in the head, and Braden Brown wasn't having it flips around and just starts beating him. Uh, the, his brother whooped the other dude, threw him against the wall, got on him and just, I mean, they literally beat the crap out of these dudes. Now, uh, that's, I, that's, that's the situation. Kyle, we'll go with your takes and then I'll kind of wrap it up. Okay, so like DJ said, obviously we absolutely do not condone violence whatsoever. I'm very, very anti-violent. So this is just my sort of take on it. N- both of them were in the wrong. I'm going to just be flat, flat out. There is no, there's no right. There's no wrong. They both were in the wrong. First of all, for Spencer Jones, whether you like it or not, when you sign your letter of intent to go to college, you are signing away the fact that you have a spotlight on you. You are signing the fact that every, every eye is on you. You are representing your school everywhere you go. So first and foremost, you putting yourself in that situation is your own fault. Absolutely, 100% your own fault. Now, to instigate this this whole thing is also another another thing that is absolutely your fault. Now, this Braden Brown guy just absolutely torturing another person. The fact that he had to get surgery on his eye, like there, there's no business do, doing any of that. Just they both absolutely cross the line here and it's just sickening to see as an Oklahoma fan something like that happening and here's the biggest thing and it's hard for some people to do but it's the easiest thing to do if you are afraid something's gonna happen walk away retweet spot on uh, that's I mean great points Kyle I it, it, you, you're 100% correct when you sign that letter of intent it's the same thing as like in school, if I did something stupid and I was wearing my school, I went to a private school wearing my Galen polo, I was representing our school. So if I did something stupid and someone's like, oh, look what that Galen kid's doing. Now I put a bad mark on my whole school. Now that's minor compared to the Oklahoma. But when you see someone, and it works the other way, though. If he's very polite, like let's say he does something really polite, you know, helps an old lady, like does something super nice. You're like, wow, like they're really doing a good job over there at Oklahoma. Like they're teaching them this. And so it, it can work both ways when you're representing something. Uh, but this obviously was definitely a negative. The only thing, you know, I, I, I struggle on this because I can see this. I can picture this scenario. This Spencer Jones guy, he's tough. He's big guy on campus. He's no Cuomo football player. They just won the Big 12. He thinks he's awesome. He thinks he's amazing. He thinks he can do, you know, he, he and just sizing this guy up. He knows he's bigger. And so he thinks he can kind of bully him around and this dude's going to back down. Well, occasionally those dudes, they're going to have MMA training. So he picked, you know, he, he barked up the wrong tree. He'd been barking up the wrong tree. He, that's what he did. Now, on the other side, as Braden Brown, as mad as you are that this guy is kind of bullying you and trying to instigate a fight, you got to know that the training you have is lethal. Like he literally, like you said, he had to have surgery for four hours to repair his eye. When you can do that to someone, as they say in some sort of movie with great power comes great responsibility. And so if you're going to have this ability to basically whoop up on almost anyone, you have to use it in scenarios that it's okay. He could have just walked away. He could have just been like, you know what, dude, 
I don't, I could, like, I can beat you, but I don't want to. Like, I don't need to do that. Now, there was blood on his nose. So, did he get punched first? I don't know. This is, like I said, it's going to be a lawsuit. So, it's, we're going to find out, you know, what the jury thinks eventually. Uh, but, like, I think you said it best both guys are in the wrong. Like, it, it all could have been avoided. And I don't want to rag on alcohol, but this is something that alcohol leads to. You, mm-hmm. you drink and you get cocky and you start spouting off and you start getting aggressive. Uh, we've seen it do a lot of bad things to our culture. I think, obviously, if you use it in the right proportions, in the right settings, it can be a very good thing. You know, kicking back with your family and having a beer to watch the game. That's awesome. It's so fun. But then there's other instances where you're fighting at bars where it's like, if they were sober, would they have done it? I don't know. Probably not, but we don't know. But anyway, uh, we'll put this poll out and we will have a both option. um, And that's who I'm voting for. I'm just going to let you know right away. I'm voting both. Uh, But Kyle? Just one, one more, one more thing, real quick. And I don't, I want to make it a point that I'm not just saying that Spencer Jones is in the wrong merely because he's representing a co- a college or whatever. Anybody that gets in a fight like that is is in the wrong because you're not you're representing. So say like you're not an athlete. Say like for example, like you're an accountant like me. When you do something like that, that's a bad reputation on your business. That's a bad reputation on your family. It's just the the whole situation is wrong. So it's not just because he's a student athlete. So that's my that's my two cents. Obviously, like I said, this is a very, very touchy subject. I know this might hit home for some people, but every now and then you just gotta throw that that two cents out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, we gotta we gotta mix up our polls every now and then. And this is something where I feel like we can kind of address issues that some people might be afraid to address or not want to talk about, but we don't got no political correctness. We are just going to tell you the straight facts. I mean, we're going to do it in a nice way, but we're going to tell you the straight facts. Uh, and so, like we said, it just, if a fight can be avoided, which it could have, I mean, no one was threatening anybody. There was no danger to anybody. They both could have walked away, but what that requires is swallowing your pride and being the bigger man. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's tough. So like, I mean, I see both sides. I see why people could think one person's in the wrong, but personally, at the end of the day, I think it all could have been avoided, which means they're both in the wrong. Uh, let's yeah. transition to our breaking news. We got some crazy news. Kyle, hit us with it. So if you're uh, trying to transition out of that, if you're living under a rock, you may not have heard this, but otherwise you would have heard it. Tiger Woods uh, gotten a really really nasty car crash in los angeles so what happened was is he was driving on a really really curvy section on a road uh very close to los angeles and he uh he struck a median now this curve has been very very problematic to speedy drivers in the past but apparently woods hit that median and his car spin two or three times and emergency responders actually had to come and physically remove him from the vehicle he ended up being rushed to the hospital where he underwent a surgery to have uh, rods and pins inserted into his body. And he ended up with a shattered ankle and a compound fracture in his leg. Uh, His team did reach out to the media to say that he is awake and he is conscious. So that is very, very, very good news. And officers have said that he is not facing any criminal charges. There's no evidence that he was impaired by alcohol or drugs in any sort of way. They just said it was purely an accident. First off, bless up. You know, I you don't want to. It doesn't matter whether you like the guy or don't. You never want to see someone get injured or killed, honestly, in these accidents. So bless up that he is okay and he's doing well. Uh, 
it's I think Tiger's one of the goats. I think the media has kind of portrayed a villain role on him a little bit and made him seem out to be like a worse guy than he is. I'm not saying he's a saint, but I think he's a pretty good guy and I think he's a great golfer. Uh, and I think he's always been respectful. Now there's all those, all that stuff that went on. I'm just telling he's a great golfer. He's a great guy and I'm glad he's okay. And I hope that he has a speedy recovery. And you, and you, and you nailed it on the head, DJ. There's nobody. You, you think of all these athletes just so devoted to their, their craft and their sport. And Tiger Woods is just absolutely one of the guys I think of. He's one of the greatest golfers of all time. He's up there with uh, Jack Nicholas and with uh, Arnold Palmer and guys like that. He's one of the best to ever do it. He, when he won the Masters a few years ago, I was cheering for him every step of the way. I mean, what he did outside of golf, that's another – we've already had a touch of subject for the day. We're not going to go off that again. Um, <laughs> Let's keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I'm with you, DJ. He's a really, really great guy, really great golfer. I'm really glad he's okay and that uh, he heals up really soon. Yeah, I heard actually a cool article, or I don't know what it was, but another golfer had talked about Tiger, and they said, like – he would be golfing amazing or, you know, or he's doing bad, but every time they golfed in like a tournament with him, he was the first one at the driving range or, you know, uh, hitting balls, doing putts at the greens. And he was the last one to leave every single day. And I, that just proves that like through dedication, through hard work, you can achieve anything. And so it's people that act like Tiger just woke up one day and was good at golf. Like he put in hours and hours and hours. And then he was the best at his game. And he put in even more hours than someone who was worse than him. And you're like, oh, Tiger's better than me. And he's still putting in more hours than me. Like this dude is insane, like dedicated to his craft. He is a, uh, what I would say, a perfect kind of hard work gets you where you want to be. And I think he's a good image for anybody that wants to be a great golfer. You got to put in the work. So, like I said, glad he's okay. Um, now, Kyle, we hear you got a, some stats for us. What do we got here? Yes, yes, we do. This is the last week. You'll find out later on in the episode. This is the last week that my crazy stat of the week is unsponsored. So stay tuned for the end of the episode to figure out what I, what I mean for that. But uh, my crazy stat of the week has to do with the Chicago Bulls. And this is really important for you gamblers out there. Should you bet the Chicago Bulls on the road? Well, hear this. The last 12 road games, the Chicago Bulls have scored at least 105 points, which is a franchise record. The last 12 home road games, they have done that, and they have just been feeling it on the road as of lately. So bet Chicago Bulls on the road might end up being the move for most people. Huh. That is interesting. I don't know if there was just not a lot of points scored in Jordan. I mean, obviously there was less points scored in the Jordan era, but I would have thought one of those teams would have been close, but this, this team of Chicago Bulls did it. That's, that's crazy, but. And most people I've, I've seen on, I've seen on Twitter too. Most people are like, well, in the NBA nowadays, like that's not uncommon. No, if you're saying that you don't know basketball. Yeah. Because uh, first of all, that Chicago Bulls team, love you fred hoiberg but in the hoiberg era was not could never do such a thing so like just the change that the chicago bulls have had is just unbelievable and just this stretch of points scored on the road is remarkable 
And they had that they had that Jimmy Butler run. They had that Derrick Rose run. Like they've had multiple teams after Jordan that like they might not be championship contenders, but they could easily, if you think that 105 on the road isn't much, could beat this. But clearly, this is a, this is uh, impressive and great stat of the week. Honestly, I did not know that. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Let's move on to your uh, your betting tip, DJ. All right, so DJ's betting tip sponsored by Looch Farms. Happy cows make great steaks. Great steaks come from Looch Farms. One day at a time, one step at a time, we are feeding the world. We want to end hunger, and we're going to do that through cattle, hogs, corn, and soybeans, baby. Just keeping it simple. Anyway, (laughs) so we've kind of addressed this in multiple other podcasts, but I figure I might as well get it out here. It is dangerous betting with your heart. And what I mean by that is betting on teams that you are emotionally invested in. So I'll just throw a random team out there. UConn basketball. I don't care if UConn basketball goes undefeated or loses every game. I'm not emotionally invested in them. Iowa basketball, on the other hand, I would love for them to go undefeated because I like Iowa. I'm a Iowa Hawkeye fan. And so when you, you get your heart involved, and you're emotionally invested in games, it clouds your judgment a little bit. And it makes it, it's just a dangerous area to be around because let's say you bet Iowa Hawkeyes plus four against Michigan um, when they're playing tonight. And Iowa Hawkeyes not only lose, but they don't cover. Now you're just down in the dumps twice. Like you got kicked and you lost. Like it's just not a good situation. And it just, you sometimes in order to justify your bets, you, you like I said, you let that emotionally vested interest kind of control it. It's like, oh, they got to win tonight. Like you shouldn't be ever influenced by emotions when betting. You should use things that, you know, can't be influenced by emotions like logic, stats, uh, just a kind of a value check, all that stuff. Uh, so I would recommend avoiding betting with your heart at all costs. Uh, if you have a good formula with it, if you're great at betting on your team, congratulations. Uh, I don't know about you, Kyle, but I'm terrible betting on my teams. What about you? I'm 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 horrible at it too. Like <laughs> I, uh, and then even and then sometimes like I'll fade my team on purpose and and they end up winning. So just I I never bet on the Titans, even if I think oh they're gonna they're playing Houston, they're gonna just destroy them. I never do it. I never bet on Iowa. I never bet on Boston. Okay, I had bet on the Cubs once and it hit, so that's a little dangerous game. But baseball is a whole different, a whole different ball. Yeah, yeah, oh for sure. I think baseball you can make educated decisions uh, based because if you know your team better, like I know the Cubs really well, so I can make educated decisions. Like Hendricks is on the mound, and I like the under. Under's at like four and a half for the first five innings. I'm gonna hammer it home, and Hendricks generally is gonna pitch really well. I think he's one of the most underrated pitchers, but that's a whole nother topic of t- discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's transition to the, the main betting segment. Uh, what's the first game we got here, Kyle? So our first game we are going to be discussing is number 14, Texas, fifth in the Big 12 at number 18, Texas Tech, seventh in the Big 12. Game time for that is Saturday, February 27th at 11 a.m. on CBS. Uh, This is the second matchup of the season. Texas Tech won their first matchup by a score of 79 to 77. Uh, DJ, what are we looking at as far as uh, record-wise and uh, player-wise? Yeah, so I I don't – first off, I don't understand how Texas Tech is ranked when they're 6 and 7 in conference. I know they're 14 and 8, but, like, they've just been struggling – 
but they are great on the uh, at home. They're eight and four at home, straight up. Two and three in their last five. Texas is three and one on the road. Three and two in their last five. Um, I yeah, I need to learn more about these teams. I, I've I've watched Texas a decent amount, and I think they're incredibly like their floor and their ceiling are really far apart. Uh, Texas has some really athletic guys who can play some great defense. Uh, Texas is actually one of my shocker teams. They're, I think they're going to shock some people in the tournament. Uh, because defense really prevails in the tournament. You're in different locations. You're playing, you know, weird times. And so, you know, the offense isn't always there when you're not playing consistently and you're not used to playing at home. But defense doesn't. Defense will travel wherever you go. And so that's why I really like Texas. They play good defense. They got some lengthy guys who can block shots. They got athletic guys. And I I think they're a team to look out for. Uh, But what about some of those players, Kyle? What players do we got on both sides that you think are pretty solid guys this is this is a very much guard driven game because we got four guys playing playing on this court that are averaging at least 13 points per game which is just crazy to me so for texas you got andrew jones who's averaging 15.4 points per game and five rebounds and then you got courtney ramey who's averaging 14.1 points and shooting up a whopping 43% from three. And then you got a uh, Texas tech. You got Matt McClung, who's averaging nearly 17 points per game and two rebounds. And you got Terrence Shane and junior averaging 12.9 points, 4.7 rebounds. Uh, no line yet for any of these games in our con of our slate. We'll just make that note right now. We don't have a line for any of these. Um, My biggest, my biggest thing, I think depending on what the over under is, if it's, kind of in like the 140 range you definitely got to hit over 150 you might want to stay away from it but uh when in doubt horns always down texas tech money line all right i think i'm going opposite i just i like texas i think they've kind of had some rocky parts of the season Uh, they've only had six losses five of them coming in the big 12 big 12 is a great conference but I think they play really really good defense they're solid they're fundamental and they're athletic uh Iowa can be as fundamental on defense, but they're not athletic enough to actually, you know, turn the fundamentalness into successful defense. That's why they don't play defense. Now, Texas, on the other hand, is super athletic and I think super fundamental. They're not a fun team to watch if you like points, uh, but if you like blocks and sweet dunks, you know, they're, they're going to be a good team to watch. Like I said, looking out for Texas in the tournament. I'm going Texas here. Texas Tech has been on a downward spiral. I know they're eight and four at home, but. Hook them horns, baby. Horns always down, baby. Boomer sooner. <laughs> uh, let's transition to another Big 12 game that's uh, happening on Saturday at 7 p.m. on ESPN. We got number 17, Kansas, tied for second in the Big 12, playing number two, Baylor. Uh, some things to note. The last time these two played, Baylor won at home, uh, 77 to 69. Kansas is uh, four and six on the road this season, four and one in the last five. Baylor is 9-0 at home in the season, 5-0 in their last five. Uh, you know, Kansas, they got McCormick, who's just been on an absolute tear this year. And Baylor, you got that Jared Butler averaging 17 points per game. I think, again, this will be a high-scoring game. Even if it's, like, in the 150 range, I still think you might want to lean towards over. But, like I said, 140 for sure, you got to hit it. Uh, I think 
Baylor's going to beat them double digits. So I'm thinking Baylor for sure, even if it's a double digit spread, I think hit it. Spot on, Kyle. I think Baylor is the better team. Kansas is somewhat in a down year. Uh, they do have the talent, but they just haven't been able to put it together. McCormick's been injured off and on, uh, so he hasn't been 100%, and that's been hurting them. And Baylor's just Baylor's just good. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Baylor plays defense. They're super guard-oriented, but they're, all their guards are athletic. Like They don't even have anyone that averages more than, like, six rebounds like they just have a bunch of dudes with four three four five six four it's it's crazy uh they shoot the three really well that uh jared butler shoots at a 45.3 percent clip which is insane they're just good i i don't know who's gonna beat them i don't know the composition to beat them i'm going baylor all day kansas is awful on the road baylor 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 i can sincerely see uh Many people's brackets having a Baylor-Gonzaga national championship. Yeah, and I think Baylor's a lock for sure. I don't know about Gonzaga. I'm always hesitant on them because of their conference play. And I, I just think it hurts them a little bit that they're not playing the toughest competition in conference, whereas like a mid-Big 12 teams played such higher competition that it, it does make you better. Uh, I'll be interested I definitely won't have Gonzaga in the final four just because everyone else is going to have it. And if you do what everyone else is, you're going to have to split the pot. So I'm going something different, but I'm definitely having Baylor in there because I just, I don't see anyone stopping them anytime soon. They are now, now, now our cousin Dustin was home from Washington and he was actually saying because he's from around the Gonzaga area. Gonzaga actually uh, got offered to play in the PAC 12 but they denied it because in the Pac-12, you got to have a football team. You got to have all these other sports teams and stuff like that. And they just didn't want to do it. I think that definitely would have helped their case in a lot of different ways if they would have gone there. Yeah, it's a tough situation. I feel bad for putting them in that spot. Like, I'm the one saying their conference isn't good. They don't play anybody. But I don't have any answers. Do they join the Mountain West? Like, it's – they're just a tough spot. Uh, I think they do a really good job of scheduling tough teams non-conference. Like they played Kansas, they played. I mean, they do. They played Iowa. They do. A, they do a good job of that. So, like, I'll give them. I'll tip my hat to them for that. I just can never go with them when it comes tournament time. Depending on the year, if they're underrated, Gonzaga always does well. Whenever they're underrated, when they're overrated, I think they they bust. So they're overrated this year, as in like they'll be a one seed. Uh, so I don't know if I like them as much. I'll definitely have them win a couple rounds, and then we'll see based on bracket. But let's transition to some NBA action. What do we got going, Kyle? We got an exciting game on Sunday at 7 p.m. on ESPN. We got the Warriors at the Lakers. This is the second matchup of the season. Uh, first matchup, the Warriors won 115 to 113. Uh, as we're recording, the Warriors are playing the Pacers, and then they have a game on Friday against Charlotte. Uh, the Warriors right now are 17 and 15 on the season, and they are eighth place in the Western Conference. Uh, the Lakers are currently playing the Jazz as we record, and they play Portland on Friday. They are 22 and 10 on the year, and they are third in the Western Conference. I mean, if even if you don't watch the NBA, you know who the two star players are for this game. But DJ, why don't you uh, talk about this matchup we got here? Spot on, Kyle. If you don't know these star players. Again, you're living under a rock. That's going to be a trend for us lately, I guess, because you got Steph Curry, arguably one of the best three-point shooting or one of the best shooters of all time. 
He's easily top three, debatably the best shooter of all time. He's averaging 30 points a game, 5.4 rebounds, six assists. He's shooting 42.6% from three. And you think of that, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. But then imagine how many ridiculous shots he takes. Because you see the highlights. He's always just taking shots where you're like, why is he shooting that? Well, he's shooting 42.6%. That's why. So he is knocked down and just an electric player. And I think he's, you know, he's struggling a little bit with Clay and uh, the transition without having Steph or not having, without having Durant. And so he's, you know, doing his best to keep them. They're currently playoff bound in eighth place. Uh, but he's having to carry the team a little more and shooting 42.6% for three will do it. And then on the other side, the Lakers have arguably, I don't think it's arguable. I think he is the GOAT, LeBron James. I mean, when it caught, when we, uh, quick, quick here. When you talk about winners, I think Jordan wanted to win more than LeBron does. Like he just, if he lost, he was on his guys. I just think from a physical talent standpoint, a 6'8 LeBron, 200 some pounds, freakishly athletic, great IQ, great vision. I just don't know how Jordan could ever compete with that. Now, obviously he would, and it's arguably whether which one of them is a go. And honestly, I think it's foolish to compare them. I think they were each, you know, amazing in their own aspects. Um, but I'm just sick of it because people like to downgrade LeBron because he didn't win this or he didn't do that. It's like, dude, the dude has been on the mainstream media since he was like 12 years old. And he's ne- has, has anyone heard of a single LeBron James scandal? I'm asking you, Kyle, has anyone? No, we haven't. Mm-mm. And he's been in on, like, if one of us messes up, no one's going to know about it because me and you, we're not on the media's pedestal. But LeBron, he can barely sneeze wrong. I mean, he once farted in a bathroom in an airport and it was all over the news. Like, some dude was in the bathroom <laughs> and heard it. Like, or all the time and no one here. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. Oh, man. So, anyway, just shout out. But he's averaging 25.8 points per game, eight rebounds, eight assists shooting 50% from the field. That is going to be, I think LeBron has some animosity towards the Warriors. He comes back 3-1 and beats them. And that was when they had the best record ever set in the NBA. He, he did that. He came back and beat the best record team ever in the NBA, down 3-1. That's what LeBron did. And then the next year, they add Durant. And LeBron just like, I can only do so much. Like, how am I supposed to compete? And they end up getting whooped by him. So I think he still has some animosity towards that Warriors franchise. Uh, and so I think LeBron's going to bring it. Uh, they've been struggling a little bit without AD, Anthony Davis, who's been out for a while and will continue to be out for a while. But I think LeBron brings it. I don't know who's guarding him. Andrew Wiggins, LOL. He's terrible. Um, so I don't see anyone stopping him. I guess they have Draymond. I forgot about Draymond. Props to Draymond for being a great defender and an okay passer that's about it otherwise dream on uh that's a whole nother thing i can't get into it anyway kyle take your prediction do your projection before i go off on a Draymond tangent <laughs> uh yeah so uh my biggest thing is my biggest question is if uh the lakers will have dennis schroeder or not if they have dennis schroeder or not i think you put him up against steph curry i don't know if steph curry has a very good game against them the lakers have kind of uh been struggling a little bit without Anthony Davis. So it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. I think it's going to be a back and forth game. I think it's going to be very, very close. Uh, Obviously, like I said, we don't have a line or over under yet, but I'm thinking uh, unless it's just like a ridiculous money line, which it's not going to be, I think it's going to be very, very close. I think you got to go Lakers money line. 
I like it. I'm going Lakers spread, but I might throw some on the over for fun. Uh, but let's transition to a little bit of hockey. The boys up north. Let's get into the Detroit Red Wings at the Chicago Blackhawks. This game is going to be Sunday, February 28th at 6 p.m. on NBCSN. Uh, and yeah, just these all these games are kind of mainstream games that you'll easily be able to watch. Uh, and so we're just giving you our breaks down here. So this will be the sixth matchup of the season. Chicago is currently 4-0 and in the series. Um, so the reason why I say sixth matchup in Chicago is only 4-0 and is because they're playing a back-to-back series starting on Saturday. So the Saturday game is on ESPN Plus at 7, and then they play against Sunday, which is the game we're talking about on NBCSN at 6. Uh, so it'll be the sixth matchup. Chicago's 4-0. Uh, as of right now, Detroit is playing – uh, against Nashville, uh, as we or plays tonight at Nashville at 6 30, uh, and then Chicago on Saturday. Uh, Detroit's currently 15, 13, and three, two and seven, and one on the road, and currently last place in the Central Division with 13 points. Whereas Chicago plays Columbus tonight at 6 p.m., then Detroit on Saturday, and then this game on Sunday, and they are 10, 6, and four. A surprising 10, 6, and four. No one saw this coming out of the Blackhawks, and they're 5, 2, and one at home. Third place in the Central Division with 24 points. As of right now, they are a playoff team. I can't believe it. But, Kyle, what players should we look out for in this game? So, Detroit doesn't have a whole lot of players, but their <laughs> their big guy or their best player for sure is Dylan Larkin, who has four goals, seven assists, and 11 points on the year. And then Chicago, you got Patrick Kane, who has uh, nine goals, 21 assists, leading the team in assists, and 30 total points which also leads the team. I'm going to make it short and sweet for you, DJ. Uh, Detroit Dogwater, Chicago Moneyline. Yep. Chicago spread, everything. Yep, good call. And at home, Chicago's just owned them all year. Uh, I would say maybe do kind of a two-teamer. So if Chicago wins on Saturday, uh, it, basically if Chicago loses on Saturday, triple your bet on Sunday because Chicago's not losing back-to-back. So my ideal situation is Chicago loses on Saturday and then I'm putting all the monies on them on Sunday because they are easily winning then. Uh, And then, so let's get into the last game, Toronto Maple Leafs at the Edmonton Oilers. This is a classic game. You got starting Saturday, February 27th at 6 PM. It's on NHL network. This is going to be their fifth matchup of the season. The series is currently tied two to two. The Maple Leafs are first in the North Division, and Edmonton is at second. Uh, the Maple Leafs are at twenty-six, or the Maple Leafs are at thirty points. Edmonton's at twenty-six points. Uh, as tonight, we tonight the Edmonton Oilers play Vancouver at nine p.m. on the road. And as we record, Toronto is playing Calgary. It was a zero-zero score after one. I'm not sure what the score is. But this is a great series between two playoff teams. Uh, we got some pretty explosive players in this this matchup. Kyle, what do we what do we got for them? Oh, we absolutely do. So Toronto, you got Austin Matthews, who has 18 goals on the year, leading the team, 11 assists, 29 points. Then you got Mitchell Marner, who's averaging nine goals, 21 assists, leading the team, and uh, 30 points, which also leads the team. And then Edmonton. Okay, again, if you don't. If you know very little about hockey, you should know this name, Connor McDavid. He has just a massive contract for Edmonton. Uh, 
and he on the year is leading the team in all the major categories, 13 goals, 25 assists, 38 points. I mean, this is like, if you want to just sit down, like you've never watched a hockey game before outside of like maybe the Stanley cup finals and you want to sit down and watch a really, really good hockey game. This is a game to watch for sure. Um, on, unless the the line is at like a six and a half, then don't mess with the over under. But if it's six or below, absolutely hammer the over, I think. And then if you want to go uh, money line here, you know, it's it, it's going to be close. It's going to be really, really close. But I think, uh, you know, Toronto six, one and one on the road. Edmonton's six and five at home. I got to go Toronto money line. Yeah, this is that, that was a perfect way to put it, Kyle. If you've never watched hockey, this is definitely the game to watch. I, Dave Connor McDavid is so good. Now, I don't think anyone's ever been Wayne Gretzky's like 200 point season because that is insane. I mean, Crosby's best season was like 111, 120, maybe. So, no one's ever beating Wayne Gretzky. Like, arguably, Wayne Gretzky is hands down the goat, not even close. But of current talent right now, who Connor McDavid is so good. He's fast. He's electric. He's, you know, big. He's not like a little guy. And he, he's so good with the puck, his puck control, his deke ability. And I don't know if you saw that one play where he literally took on the entire Vancouver team. He just took off with the puck, deked two of them, flipped it in between, flipped it between them, and then it was one-on-one with the goalie. Like, he destroyed five defenders and then destroyed the goalie. I was just unbelievable. He is so good, so fun to watch. But, yeah, I agree with you. If the over's at six, I'm hammering it. If it's at six and a half, I'm flipping a coin in my head and deciding I think we could easily get a three-to-three game, uh, and that hits a six and a half over every time. Uh, If it's six, though, it's hammer time. And then for me, money line-wise, I think I'm going with every team's plus money. I think it's a 50-50 contest. So whatever team's plus money is the value bet, that's what I'm going with. I think Toronto will be – barely favored because they're on the road um, and they're just a little better. Uh, but I mean, Edmonton at plus money is a great bet at home. I, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching this game Saturday night. I am going to be tuned in. It's best to watch hockey with some beer, get you that little, you know, you get that hitting and you get that action and it gets you going. So I'm going to be grabbing a beer, watching that. I'm sure there might be some UFC fights on. I can watch at the same time. So that is what I'm thinking, and you and you and you nailed it on the head too, DJ, with uh, McDavid as far as where he he has like like in the NHL right now. I mean, you gotta put him up there like him, Ovechkin, and Crosby. You gotta put up there at, at like the top. Yep, like 100. Oh, like on. I said, I did say, and you'll f- hear me in a second. I did say that I think Ovechkin is better right now than Crosby is all time. We can have a debate about that some other time, but just. Those those three, like, for sure are at the top. So, like, if you want to watch a really, really good NHL player, this is this is a game to watch. Yep, and that Austin Matthews isn't too bad. The thing I'll point out with McDavid, he's only, like, 23. I think he's turning 24 this year. He was born in 97. I mean, the dude is 23 years old, and he's debatably one of the best players in the NHL. Like, he's only getting better. Oh, man, if Edmonton – and I feel bad for him because Edmonton hasn't done anything in the playoffs. They lost to the Blackhawks last year. They were first-round exit. I feel bad for him because he's so good. He's literally like Mike Trout, but he's in the NHL. Like Mike Trout, 
ain't doing anything with the Angels because they haven't done anything with him. They can't build around one of the best players. And now on the flip side, Edmonton's doing the same thing. I feel bad for those guys because everyone always wants to say rings, 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 rings. What can they do? They only can control so much. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my take. I could go on for hours, but let's transition to our next segment. And we're on to our next segment, the best segment we have, our favorite segment, the uh, guest pick em segment. Uh, we've had two guest pick em so far. The first was Soup week one, and he went a plus 8.1 units. Week two, we had Polk Nation, who went minus 7.64. The Bucks really hurt him. But basically in this unit or this <laughs> this segment, uh, the uh, guest gets to choose upon five games, gets to use five units however he wants for each game. Uh, but first, let's get to know our guest, uh, Kyle. You know. Yeah, so it's uh, my honor to present uh, Tyler DeVos. Me and Tyler actually uh, went to high school together. He was on the basketball team when I was managing at the time. So we really got to know each other really well. First of all, Tyler, how are we doing today? Great, great. Excited to be on joining you guys. Yeah, we're excited. We're excited to have you. You're kind of a kind of a legend around some turfs from what I've heard. So. <laughs> uh, something like that. I, that's probably giving me too much credit. So uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Tyler actually started a uh, barbecue company. It was Deadeye Barbecue. And now he's kind of moved past a little bit. He's on to Muddy Bites. So do you want to kind of explain to the listeners a little bit what that business is about? Muddy Bites, yeah, it's uh, the best part of a Sunday cone. Um, you know, you, when you eat a Sunday cone, you always savor that last bit, the uh, tip of chocolate, and uh, that's exactly what we make. So can they get this, like, in stores at all, or, like, strictly, Right now, it's strictly MuddyBites.com. Um, so, yeah, MuddyBites.com. Pick, pick up uh, some bags. And how long ago did this start? And I guess, like, how did this start for you? So, like, it started, like, two-ish, a little over two years ago. Um, I get a call from Jared Steffes, um, who I'm sure you guys know. He calls me. He's like, hey, I got this idea. Um, no one makes it. He's like, it's the end of it. He's like, you know, the end of a Sunday cone. I'm like, yeah, the little chocolate part, like my favorite part. He's like, yes, exactly. He's like, no one makes that. And, you know, you're the only food person I know, uh, you know, from my my previous experience with Deadeye. And he's like, do you think you can make them? I was like, well, I could sure try. And so, um, yeah, we just went from there and tried everything. And um, we eventually got comfortable with, uh, you know, uh, with how to make them. And um and so we launched the company and um, it's been a fun ride, fun ride ever since. Now, I'm sure you've been asked this a bunch, but like, have you ever considered like going on like a reality, like pitching show, like a shark tank or anything like that? So funny story. We actually last summer, I, I think it was last summer. Yeah. Last summer we got asked by their producers to be on shark tank. Um, we went through the whole process you saw we signed like a 73 page non-disclosure i mean it was like seriously intense we we had our own production team interviewed um with our own production team and you gotta remember like this is in the heat of covid so like they had no idea like really how they were gonna fit they end up doing them in person um but they had really no idea how to film at the time and like a thing that they don't know people don't know about shark tank is they overbook 
So if they're only going to do like five companies, let's say that day, they'll book like 10 of us, um, you know, to pitch. And so we, so we pitched to like a producer team first and then like execs or uh, yeah, ABC execs like review us and stuff like that. And um, they do like super intense background checks and stuff. It's like, it was a really intense, fun uh, process, but intense. Um, and then they can cut you at any moment. We got cut, um, you know, before, before getting in front of any of the sharks or filming. That that's really interesting. I never actually heard that story. So like going off that, I guess I got to ask if all five sharks said, Hey, I want to be a part of this company. Is there anyone like in particular you think you might, you would have wanted to go with? We, so they, at, that's one of the uh, interview questions that they asked of like, Hey, do you like any of the sharks? Do you follow any of the sharks? Have you interacted with any of the sharks? Um, and Mark Cuban, like, he's my favorite and he was like all of our favorites. Um, so yeah, probably him, um, thinking of like about it and like us getting, you know, turned down was probably honestly for the better because we just, we heard, like we talked to other companies that like had been on stuff and we just, it's not a great, really that great of experience because like you can do a deal on TV and really no, like no one kind of knows this, but you can do a deal on TV, say yes, agree everything. And then they do a, uh, what's called like a due diligence phase afterwards. And um, they can basically ax the deal afterwards. And, hmm. and yeah, so. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And plus you have to give them a piece of your company just for going on. Um, so even if you don't get a deal, they still have those companies still have to give something up. So um, it's a cool process. Obviously, you know, the fame from it or whatever is like second and none. I mean, it's like the biggest like entrepreneur show, I guess, out there. So, but yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know. I never heard that story. So that's, that's well, yeah. I'm no, thinking. I mean, like no one knows it. Like, I mean, it's not some really that comes up or, I mean, I don't even know if I was supposed to even say that, but yeah. <laughs> well, if, uh, if we get sued for copyright, we don't know who to call then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll pass you along to our counsel. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Well, uh, let's, uh, transition then. Uh, so what are your, like, uh, your sports teams or like sports teams are you like a fan of and you follow and such my, i like my biggest is just i would say basketball and that was because like growing up um i like i just went to games like my uncle took me to games and stuff and then in college it was um the best you know string of i would say basketball ever um so i just grew up on that I, I like football too um I'm more like wherever, like players and coaches with that. Same with the NBA. Like I like LeBron and and watching KD and stuff like that, Steph. So I'm more of like a players guy on that front. Don't really, I lived in Minneapolis for a while, so I kind of like the Vikings. But um, yeah, otherwise I just watch, enjoy watching like players and like the, hearing the stories and stuff like that. <clears throat> sure. Do you have a favorite uh, cyclone at all? Favorite player like all time that you have enjoyed watching? um yeah my favorite player ever to watch was curtis stinson um he was he played when i was probably in like middle school i want to say and a funny story so i so my uncle takes me to a football game um and he's curtis is in college and he's my favorite player and i, I might have been younger than middle school i was probably elementary school but he i was like i had got um a build-a-bear for christmas and he i named it curtis after him and uh i went i i'll go to this football game and i see him my uncle's like hey that's curtis stinson i'm like oh my god 
So we go up to him. I was like, Hey, I named a, a, a bear after you. And, you know, I laugh now, but, uh, you know, he's like a college kid, obviously he's like a beer and just like slurred, like, well, he's like a beer. And we're like, Oh no. And then just like walk away. But that was my one reaction. But yeah, he's my f- favorite player. Like that's kind of like what I grew up on. Like, um, Curtis Stinson, Will Blaylock, um, those, those kind of guys. <clears throat> okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, so let's uh, transition then further into like, so this is a sports betting podcast, obviously. So like, can you tell yeah. us a little bit, like how you got into sports betting a little bit, what game, what sports you like to bet on and such? Uh, I got in introduced. I don't even know who in college, like I just started betting. I was like, you know how, when you start betting, you're like, Oh man, this is easy. I could pick teams to win and do this and that. I sucked. Um, not like just, let it fester for a little while. Never really got into it. And then kind of just in the last couple of years, just picked it back up. Um, I've bet on like literally anything. I'm kind of a degenerate. So um, I, we got some like buddies that bet. obviously, you know, you're, like I follow, um, you know, uh, podcasts and stuff like that, like sports betting podcasts or sports Twitter, betting Twitters and stuff like that. So yeah, just kind of get involved and it's fun, I think. And it form of entertainment. <clears throat> Do you like, do you follow like barstool sports or anything like that? Yeah, I, or? So I don't like, I won't tail like their guys' picks. Um, I kind of like to be on my own with picks or, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I follow accounts. I, you know, I think they're funny and like big cat, like when they give reasons, I mean, they're so dumb. It's like, I mean, I, someone out there is probably fading them and just making millions of dollars, like, like just fading their picks. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. So, all right. Well, I guess that is all I had for you, DJ. Should we transition into our picks? Let's get picking, baby. Woo-woo. All right. Well, let's get started. Our first game that we will be selecting from uh, for tonight is a big game in the Big Ten between number nine, Iowa, at number three, Michigan. That game time is set for 6 p.m. on ESPN2. The current line right now is Michigan at minus four and over under at 156. I guess, DJ, what are we looking at as far as like trends and player wise? Yeah, so Iowa obviously started out the season hot against the spread, but they have kind of struggled recently, especially in conference. They're eight and eight against the spread. Uh, They're 13 and 10 against the spread on the season. Uh, But more importantly, since this is a road game, they are four and four against the spread on the road. Uh, they just sometimes show up, sometimes don't. That's just Iowa. It's what happens when you kind of live and die by the three and don't play defense. But Michigan, on the other hand, they have been real good. 13 and four against the spread, eight and three at home, nine and three in conference, four and one in the last five. I mean, Michigan's got it going. They had that little bit of a COVID break and people were a little nervous, but they came out first game, slapped Wisconsin on the road. Uh, so they're looking real good. For over-unders at the beginning of the season, Iowa looked like an over-machine. I actually, like, cashed out, like, five bets with Iowa, multiple units, and it hit every time. Iowa, Iowa State, huge over-bet. But ever since Iowa started conference play, they have been an under-machine. They're 5-11 and 11 at hitting the under – or 5-11 and 11 at hitting the over, I guess. In conference play, 0-5 in their last five. Um, so they've been under-machines. And Michigan, kind of the same. They're 4-8 and eight in conference at hitting the over. Uh, so they are definitely trending in opposite ways, you know, to start the season to end to see or in the conference play. Uh, what players are you keeping your eye on today, your cop? So 
it's pretty dang obvious who you're looking at for Iowa. You're looking at Luca Garza averaging right now 24.7 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, 1.6 points, leading the team in all three categories. But you also can't account – you have to account for Joe Wieskamp, who's averaging 15.3 points and 6.9 rebounds. I mean, those two are just a one-two punch for Iowa that you got to take care of. But on the flip side, though, Michigan has another two – players who was a solid one-two punch you got Hunter Dickinson who's averaging 15 points and 7.8 rebounds per game and you also have Isaiah Livers who's right behind him at 14.4 points per game and 5.9 rebounds so I mean this is going to be a really exciting game I think so I guess I'm going to go ahead and start you'd never ever bet on your favorite teams so I'm not going to bet on Iowa or Michigan here I think it's gonna be very very close I'm gonna bet the under of 156 so that's where I'm going I like that call. As I, as I said earlier in the podcast, you never bet with your heart. Uh, so that's why I agree. I can't take Iowa, and especially with their road record. I think this will be a close game. I think this will be competitive. I think if you're not watching this game, you better have some good plans because this game is going to be one you don't want to miss. Uh, very good showing for March Madness. Uh, if you're looking at who, what teams you kind of want to go with your bracket, these are two teams you're going to want to look at. Uh, but I have to go Michigan minus four. Uh, I just – I think they're the better team. I do think an important note to make is that Iowa's two of their losses and their against the spread losses were when they were without Joe Wieskamp. Uh, he's clearly a part of the team or an aspect of the team that you didn't think was crucial, but clearly he was as they just didn't play the same without him. Uh, so he definitely, obviously, they're glad to have him back. But I'm still going Michigan at home. They're just a different team at home, and Iowa – they just don't play defense, and they're four and four against the spread. I can't do it. Can't bet with my heart. Gotta gotta fade the heart. So that's my job. That's where I'm going with. Uh, Tyler, wrap it you're up for big, us. You're a big Iowa fan, huh? Oh yeah, huge oh, Hawks, yeah. baby. I, I look. I think um, I think the Hawks are like basically an average team without. I mean, like below average team without Luca. Um, look, maybe I think maybe they get him into foul trouble or. Um, something sits for a little while. Michigan goes on a run. Um, I like Michigan <clears throat> minus four here. Um, I, I really think they run away with it. I, I, I don't think I was very good. I they can't defend, um, you know, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but I, I love Michigan there. <clears throat> How many uh, units? I'll go max bet, minus four max bet. Plus, I was lined like five and a half and moved, uh, moved to I or, um, move to Michigan side there. So, um, you know, you know, I, I like it. <clears throat> All right. So we got Devo down for minus four max, bet, max bet of five units. So DJ, let's transition into hockey a little bit here. What do we got for our hockey slate? So tonight, uh, as we record, the lightning just wrapped up a win against the hurricane. So we have the Carolina hurricanes versus Tampa Bay. So be a second game of a back-to-back. Like I said, the, as we're recording tonight, they just won 3-0. Uh, the series this year is currently tied at 2-2. Two to two. Carolina is second in the Central with 25 points, and Tampa Bay is fourth in the Central with 23 points. Uh, this is just going to be a great game, honestly. You got two you know, fundamental teams. I thought Carolina was going to be bad at the beginning of the year because they kind of struggled, but they got dudes back healthy, and you know, it was more COVID but they got dudes back and they have been playing well. Uh, funny, funny little line here. Lightning are six and one at home. 
and you bet your sweet ass that one loss was when I put a shitload of money on them. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't believe it. They got shut out. They got shut out at home against a terrible team. Oh, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, that was their one loss at home. But other than that, they've been really well. Uh, some over-under trends, though. These are two teams that like to hit overs. Uh, the Canes, the Hurricanes are 10-5 and five on the year and 6-2 and two on the road. And the Lightning are nine and six on the air, five and two at home. So I know they didn't go over tonight. It was only three zero. Uh, so just from my logic, I th- I'm thinking I'm going over six, and I'm going Tampa Bay money line. Uh, I think though, I think they're just the better team at home. Uh, based on how much, if they're minus one seventy five, I might actually flip my bet to Canes, um, my or Canes because that's the value bet, I believe. Uh, but that's what I'm going with. Kyle, what are some star players we should look out for today? So obviously for the Lightning, you got my favorite NHL player, Steven Stamkos, who's having an amazing season so far with nine goals, who's leading the team, eight assists, 17 points. And then for the Canes, you got uh, Vincent Trocek, who has nine goals and seven assists. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, DJ, but the line for this game, uh, Although it hasn't been set because, like, like you said, it just got re- done recording. But as we're recording, Tampa Bay was minus 160 and Carolina was plus 145. I bet lightning in the last podcast, and that's every time I bet lightning thus far, it's come to bite me in the butt. I'm not doing it again. I'm going Carolina money line. Smart. I think I, I think that's the value bet right there. I uh, just uh, – yeah, plus there, money. There, there, I, there it looks like there's a lot of value, but you nailed it, Comus. Stamkos, 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 Hammer Stamkos, Stamkos, Stamkos. I'm a fade, fade big Comus here. It's fade Comus season, <laughs> and um, we're we're gonna go, we're gonna go lightning. I know, I know, it's not a ton of value minus sixty here, but we'll go five units again. Put it on Stamkos, fade, fade Comus. I the the lightning just want it more, baby. They want that. Uh, they got it. They got to do it for me. They they don't like when Comus is winning. <laughs> It's, there's there's definitely some truth to that. I won't lie to you. Uh, DJ, what's our next NHL game? All right, so we got another good one uh, tonight at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. If you're one of those, what I'm going to call rich people with ESPN+. Plus. I just graduated college, so I can say that. Uh, if you're one of those rich people with ESPN+, Plus, you can watch this game, but it's the Penguins from Pittsburgh uh, against the Washington Capitals. Uh, the Capitals are second place in the East Division with 22 points, and the Penguins are in third place. So this series is kind of crazy so far. They've played five games already. This will be their sixth matchup tonight. Pittsburgh's won all four home games, and the Capitals won the only home game they had. So off the bat, I'm thinking home team's the move. Now, the line is pretty crazy. It's minus 110 for both teams. Uh, now, obviously, that could adjust a little bit. And I'm seeing an over-under at six and a half. Uh, so just off – oh, and the over-under is three and two in this matchup so far. Uh, Pittsburgh is really good at home. In fact, they've won me a lot of money at home. But on the road, they're not so good. They're only three and six, whereas the Caps aren't great at home, but they are six and five, and they do score a lot more goals at home, uh, going seven and four on the over at home. Now, recently, the Caps have kind of hit a uh, defensive – mark or maybe a not scoring mark because they are one and four hitting the over in the last five uh but personally i'm riding the home team in this series i'm riding the caps uh but kyle why don't you talk about this 
star matchup of legends. I mean, two dudes who are first ballot Hall of Famers and the matchup we got in this game. I mean, I really don't got to say it. If you are listening at home and you don't know who the two best players are, you don't know anything about hockey. It's Crosby Ovechkin. What a matchup. I got to go. I, okay. Both these guys are unbelievable. Both are going to be Hall of Famers for sure. I think Ovechkin's better. I'm going Capitals money line. Wow. Ovechkin being better, like an overall player, you're saying, Kyle? Just right now. Okay, okay. I respect Just it. Right I respect now. it. Just for like for like today? They're, he's going to be better today <laughs> right now or what? No, just – just at this very moment. Like like when they play, when they play, that is when he's going to be better? Or are you saying like, like how long is this moment, I, I guess? This, like, I guess this, se- this season, I think he will be better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What do we, what do we got, Devo? Look, I, they've had this, this day off. Um, I, I don't think the ice is going to be that fresh. Um, you know, they did just play an overtime game. Um, you know, it, it went to extra. So, you know, I just, I just don't think they'll be that fresh. I, you know, I, I think the puck will be slower moving around the rink. I got to go under six and a half and I'm slamming it with another max, another max bet for you. I, I think those are going to be three, no max bet. We'll, we'll, we'll see about the others, but uh, six and a half. I, I I just think. I mean, they had five the other night in, in extra time. So I just think, you know, look, the the ice ain't going to be as fresh. Moving out, moving around, maybe a little slower, and um, not score as many goals. Yeah, and I think your breaking point on that one is six. You know, if it was six, I might sit on the fence a little. But six and a half, I feel like you got to go under. I mean, like, no way, seven. No way they score seven goals. Nah. I just, I just can't. I mean, they're going to be. Ovechkin Crosby going to be going at it all night, you know, really hard. And um, Crosby's going to going to want to try to show out uh, to shut Comus up. And <laughs> um, that's I, I, he might he might start forcing some things, get get tense. You never know. So, yeah, I think the under's locked there. We'll put you down, put you down for it. So now when we asked Tyler what games he particularly likes to bet on, one game, he, one sport he said that he bets on that me and DJ really don't is soccer. So the last two games of this pick is going to be soccer. DJ, what do we got for our first soccer game we're going to talk about today? First off, I'd just like to say I don't know jack about soccer. I know how the sport's played. I think I was on the yellow team and played goalie when I was like third, third grade maybe. That was my last experience playing soccer. Uh, so I'm a little raw, uh, but yeah, I understand the sport, uh, but I don't know anything about it. So I am shooting from the hip here, but when I make educated bets, I lose. So I should be just as effective shooting from the hip, but we got an interesting kind of thing going on here in Europe. It is the U U E F a Europe Europa. I don't know league. Uh, and basically it's like, there's a tournament with all these European teams, Uh, And they're currently in the round of 32. So the two matchups we have are in the second. They play two legs against each other. I I don't really understand it 100%. Uh, So the first one we have is Manchester United versus Real. I'm going to butcher this. Sociodad? Sociodad? I don't know. Anyway, they played the first matchup. Manchester United won 4-0. They're clearly the better team. uh, But 
this the winner goes on to the round of 16 basically to win this league cup or something in Europe. Uh, the line currently has Manchester United at even money, uh, Real Sociedad uh, money line at plus 250, a tie at plus 270, which hey, it ties, right? And then over under uh, two and a half uh, is minus 144, and the under two and a half is plus 115. Knowing nothing about this, uh, Manchester United clearly wants to win this tournament to stick it to the rest of Europe because European countries may not act like it, but they obviously hate other European countries. I mean, they're friendly, but they hate them when it comes to soccer. Like, soccer's a war field. You know, it's a war ground. Uh, whereas when they're uh, – when it's, you know, friendly – you know, they're friendly people. But when you get into soccer, it is, it is wartime. Uh, so I, I think the values on Manchester United, I mean, they just won 4-0. And did Real Sociedad get any better? No. Did Manchester United get any worse? No. So I'm going Manchester United at even money. But again, I know absolutely nothing. So take that in consideration. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with you, DJ. I'm going basically off the fact that uh man you won four nothing the first time. Uh and the line set at two and a half. I'm going to go the over here of two and a half. And I'm also uh, going to take Man U money line. All right. Look, guys, you're like, man, don't really like soccer. Why? Why does Tyler, why does he like soccer? You know, what does he know about soccer? I'm telling you, I don't know jack squat about soccer either. But what I do know is that when I go to my favorite Mexican restaurant down the street from our facility, that they've always got soccer on and what's better than sitting down eating a burrito California and watching and betting on some soccer nothing nothing's better than that um I think man you coming off a big win like that I I want to say I don't know that they have to win I don't think they have to win to move on um I think they play a little relaxed I'm gonna go one unit on a tie I think zero zero one one I think it I, I just don't think they're going to have that hard. I think, you know, they can move on. I could be wrong about that, um, but, I, but I think they, they can move on. Man U's obviously like the easy pick, even money. Like that's the easy pick. I think tie here, 1-1, one, one, something like that. Um, they go, so. And a tie right now is at plus 270. So that's a, that's a pretty valuable. Yeah. Pretty he- value heavy value, he- heavy value. Um, so yeah, only, only one unit, but. Yeah, I think, you know, they're, they're going to come out. They're not going to care as much. And, um, yeah, I'll end up in a tie. Okay. I like it. Is this Mexican restaurant better than La Juanita's? No. No Mexican restaurant is better than La Juanita's. Thank you. Could you but tell it, that to people at, like, Des Moines and, like, people that don't know La Juanita's, they need to know. They it's- don't understand. There's some places that I've had that are pretty close. So this place is El Azteca. Elstek is pretty good. It's no longer needed, but it's pretty good. The best Ames has, I think. And yeah, I mean, I know I go there so often, like all the people know me, they know my order. They don't even give me a menu. I sit down, they, they my stuff's out and, you know, I can't come the same time about so, so my stuff's hot and fresh, like right when I sit down damn near and yeah, they got soccer on. I'm pulling out my phone, logging in, placing some bets on who's ever on the TV. And that's, that's how I know soccer. <clears throat> Sounds like an interesting lunch break, and you sound like a regular. That's always a good status to yeah, have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Margarita I've, today, sir? No, <laughs> no for me. You know, I can't say I've ever done 
uh, betting soccer at a Mexican restaurant while eating Mexican food. But I think I might have to try that sometime. You, it, it's a must. Colmus, it's a must. It could turn your whole gambling life around if you just start <laughs> betting. Like, wherever you're at, like, I mean, if you're in, like, Australia or something, eating or Outback, you're at Outback Steakhouse, you know, ask them, hey, can you throw the, the local rugby game on? Bet some rugby. You'll it'll change your life. Um, you'll just you'll just become better at sports gambling. It's it's a science. So just kind of like whatever restaurant you're at, like what they're so like if it's like yeah. a kind of like a foot like a football kind of bar, you should bet you bet football there. Look, look, your mind has to be all the way locked in. If it's not all the way locked in, you you got to be eating, breathing, and sleeping. Whatever you're about to whatever you're about to be betting on. Yeah, if you're at a sports bar. And look, there's, it's a Chiefs themed, you know, bar or whatever. Look, and Chiefs games on, bet the Chiefs. I mean, you just got to be eating it at, do they got some Chiefs like specific thing on the menu? Like at like, or if you're eating at Applebee's, they got the prone burger and you see Iowa State, they got Iowa State on the television. You need to be, you need to be throwing money on the Cyclones, baby. It's just, it's science. Comus, it's how it works. All right. I, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> That might be one of the most effective tips I've ever heard. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed in myself for never doing this. Like, I feel like a chump now. Well, <sighs> I mean, the more you know. It, so That's why we have you on. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, why you, that's why you bring me on, just to bring all the, all the knowledge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, DJ, what's the last game? All right, so another soccer game in this UEFA Europe, Europa uh, League round th- of the 32 is Napoli. That was a pretty good accent. Thank you. At Granada. Uh, and so uh, the first matchup, Granada won 2-0. Uh, but Napoli's actually the favorite. Uh, they're minus 175, whereas Granada's plus 450, which that blew my mind, knowing nothing. I was like, wait, Granada just won 2-0, and now they're plus 450. Would, did they just get lucky? Like, what happened? I don't know. Uh, again, the over is at uh, over two and a half minus 144, under two and a half plus 115. Oh, we forgot about the tie plus 315. Of course. I'm going to just, you know, if Granada won last time, I'm going to ride the plus 450. I think that's value. I'm sure Napoli will end up winning like 5 0, which is crazy uh, because uh, they shouldn't have won the first matchup. But because they won the first matchup, and they're plus 450. That's where I'm throwing. I'm putting my eggs in that basket, and we'll see how it goes. So, obviously, when you do this, you do this responsibly, of course. But this is one of those games you just take, like, a few bucks and just throw it and say, what what, what the heck? And that's what I'm doing for this game. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go a tie here at plus 300. Thank God you didn't say Granada. Thank God, because otherwise, I don't. My mind would have been in a pickle. It's fade coma season. I, you know, I would have been in a pickle. Look, I don't know much about Granada. I think someone I went to school with, I graduated high school with, went uh, like med school there. A, another manager, another man, Kennedy. I think right. Oh, I think yep, yep, Granada. Yep. So look. I, I think I have to go Granada just for that simple fact. Um, plus 450, a lot of value. Um, they just won. But more importantly, um, someone Kyle and I both know went to med school in Granada. So I, I think 
I think I got to go with Granada there. I'll, I'll do one unit on uh, Granada. Hopefully, you know, if I lose another one, uh, one of the other ones, Granada can pick me back up at the dub. Um, so, yeah, going Granada. I like it. And a little shout out to a, a hometown friend. I like that. So, uh, appreciate having you on, Tyler. Do you want, do you have any like uh, social media accounts you want to give a shout out to? Have people follow you at all? No, um, I mean my socials are like just my first and last name, Tyler DeVos, um, and then Muddy Bites, M U D D Y B I T B I T E S. Um, tweet at uh, Jack on Twitter to give us our Twitter back. They suspended us for no reason. Um, been trying to work, get it back to no success. So tweet at Jack, see if those crooks can get our Twitter account back. Um, but other than that, no, thanks for having me. Um, and looking forward to see how these picks turn out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what I'm going to do for you is I have a segment on this, on this show. It's my crazy stat segment. DJ okay. has his sponsored by his dad, who's a farmer. And I don't have it sponsored by anyone. I'm going to have it sponsored by Muddy Bites. You don't have to pay me or nothing. I'm just going to give you free advertising. Is that something <laughs> I appreciate? I, I love that. I appreciate that. What's your, uh, what's the Muddy Bites crazy stats for this one? This one, this one, we talk about the Chicago Bulls for this one, how they're, okay. Uh, the past 12 games, they've been scoring uh, over 105 points. Yeah, Zach Levine's balling out. Yeah. So, okay. so, yeah. So, so yeah, after this episode, because obviously people will hear this afterwards, but after yeah. this episode, this this stat will be sponsored by Muddy Bites. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> Until Google calls, you know they're 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 gonna be on to Kyle pretty soon. Get him get him a sponsorship, and then he's yeah. be getting that bread. The 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 big people will be coming. Um, all, all the all the top uh, media spenders will be will be calling your name, Kyle. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Debo, as always, great to have you on. Great to talk with you again. Uh, DJ, do we got any last minute uh, stuff to wrap up the show with? First, I might want to go on a rant here. Is it the Muddy Bites account that's suspended, or what? What our account? Twitter, our Twitter, our Muddy Bites Twitter account got suspended. For they listed a bunch of BS reasons. We've gotten nowhere. Like we had like inside people at Twitter like trying to push it through, and no one could answer. No one like can give us a straight answer. And like the stuff they accuse us of, we did not do. So I, it's, that's dumb. Uh, people like. You know, there's stuff that like goes viral, like about our product still. And so it's hard to like, we can't capitalize on that with our own account. So it's whatever though, but no, yeah. Muddy Bites on all the other accounts, Instagram, TikTok, uh, stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. I got a beef with Twitter, Twitter support, or Twitter, whatever. Cause like <laughs> they just do this weird stuff where they'll like randomly suspend accounts. And like my buddy their had Twitter, his, their yeah. support is like out of all social medias, it's by far the worst support. It's almost non-existent. Like they really yeah. don't. <laughs> I actually don't know if they have people like, like, I don't know who is answering it. it, it I mean, it took us like three months just to even get a response back about our suspended account. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Like I said, my buddy had his account suspended for like, just randomly out of the blue, had his account suspended for like six months. A white supremacist. Yeah. He, 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 he was white. He okay. could be. Okay. but, but yeah. storm the capital did they get his face <laughs> no he, he i was with him that night he definitely did not storm the capital yeah but then it just came back randomly he just like sends out a tweet i'm like whoa you got your twitter account back like yeah it's just, dumb they just they'll just give them back they i mean yeah they just don't know it's weird but yeah they're on like a power trip or something but anyway i don't want to rant anymore about it because i could go on for days because i got beef with twitter support but we won't get into it 
But anyway, um, you guys can check out our Coda Cappers or CodaSportsCappers.com to find our daily articles where we'll post locks. Also on there are our picks as well as our Coda Capper contest or co- contest. Ooh, where's it hard? Anyway, and you can follow us at Feud Gambling to find me and Kyle's picks and our competition. As that's wrapping up for February, we're going to have a dog fight. And who's then, winning? who's winning? I, I'm not sure. Sorry to I, interrupt, but who's, I'm, who's up right now? I'm currently up right now, but I've I've went. I'm zero two on today, so it's not looking good for Comus, me. But Comus needs a Comus needs a Magal Ultra Lock to get him back. I need I need my Mortal Lock to hit for sure. I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah the, the Mortal Lock. I will say, sorry not to get off topic here. I just want to make this one comment. The Mortal Lock when you had Drake mortal locks what was going through your mind right now when they're down like 20 it was it was definitely uh are you pacing were you pacing in the house were you sweating a little bit I oh mean, i was did you have your arms crossed in front of the tv like what's your nervous are you like this is fine this is fine i'm fine i was i was freaking out and just but there was just like this slight moment in my head where i'm like okay okay, this might turn out to be okay. And then, like, I ended up, like, I was so ticked off. I ended up going to bed. I woke up in the morning, found out they covered. That's like, the best. That's the like, best. Okay, Piss off, okay. go to bed, and then wake back up. Oh, my pick hit? Of course it fucking did. Yeah. I, I literally did that last night. Edmonton was down 3-0. And I said, fuck. I was just – I was so upset because I already went, like oh, – I was, like, one and four in my hockey bed. So, I was – just went to bed, woke up. They won four to three. I'm just like, let's go. Best, best feeling in the world. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so our next podcast is a, is a special edition podcast. We have next week, March 6th, I believe is the Saturday. Yeah, March 6th, we have a UFC card for the ages. This is one of the best UFC cards we are going to see. And so we got two guests on that I consider very well versed and trained. Uh, they know a little MMA themselves. And they're going to be on to do a special edition UFC podcast. Uh, basically, the entire podcast will be us breaking down the whole UFC card. Me and Kyle don't know much about UFC, so it's going to be heavily lenient on them to kind of, you know, just tell us everything that they know. And then we'll end with the typical guest pick them. But it is going to be a different podcast next week, and it'll be interesting. Uh, so definitely tune in for that because, like I said, if, you, if you're not watching this UFC card this weekend or the March 6th weekend – you're going to be missing out. Uh, and lastly, you can check out our buddy's podcast, Mount Lockmore, and that'll be on Apple Podcast and Spotify. And then, obviously, my Twitter, DJLow4422. And then, Kyle, what you got? My Twitter, as always, Combdog, K-O-M-M-D-O-G. That was my high school nickname, which is why it was my Twitter name. But, yeah, definitely check us out. Uh, really exciting podcast next week, and we hope to see you then. Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partner with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Hitting necks. Hitting necks. bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer Doing it major, LA Lakers Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks
I'll need the keys when I get the blocks Hitting them wages like I'm a pacer Doing it major, LA Lakers